You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West and on TikTok at Swipe East, Swipe West. Uh, If you've been following, then you'll figure out that I made a new one. So hopefully you can check out our new content there. For anyone that's new here, welcome. Happy to have you here and checking out the podcast. So since our last episode, there's been quite a few updates. I start off each episode with a quick life update. And I think the biggest one is that I went to my first Coachella. Um, For anyone that's not familiar with Coachella, it is a huge music festival in the Los Angeles area-ish, I guess. It's about two hours away, I would say, um, in the Palm Springs area, out in Indio, It's two weekends. The first weekend is notoriously known as the weekend that most of the influencers go, as well as celebrities. I did not go that weekend. Um, I went the second weekend, which is normally the weekend that people go that are really there more so to enjoy the music. I'm sure some other influencers and people go that weekend as well. But I went that weekend and touching on dating, um, because that's what this podcast is about, I've never gone to a music festival with the intention of dating, of finding dates or a relationship. I'm sure people have found love there. Um, if you follow Overheard LA on Instagram, weekend one, there was a misconnection. I don't want to assume, but I would assume <laughs> in a way that weekend one, just given the type of clientele that's there, and also just there's there's a lot of after parties that weekend that people go to, there would be more romance and dating and things like that, hookups. That would happen that weekend, but I did not experience that personally. I will say compared to other music festivals that I've been to, there was a lot more thirsty people at Coachella, in my opinion, just like guys trying to chat me up in the crowd and like hitting on me and being handsy um, for whatever reason, not crossing any lines by any means, but just compared to other festivals I've been to, I know like when I was a lot younger, like in 22 23, starting off going to my first music festivals, I was kind of expecting there to be a lot of like hookups and people doing that in the crowds. And I never really experienced that, but I definitely felt like there was more people maybe looking for that at Coachella, but I definitely did not engage even at campsites. I did not camp at Coachella when I was there. My friends and I got a house, but when I have camped at festivals in the past, like I used to go to Firefly, which is out in Delaware, um, which was the festival that a lot of people in the Northeast go to. Like I used to live in Philly. That's where we would go. I would tend to like meet people at the festival and then maybe like reconnect with them in Philly, not even in a dating way, just like more so friendships where I'd run into them around the, in the city. Cause again, Philly's super small, but nothing ever really happened for me at festivals. So maybe next year, um, we're hoping to go back. I can do a little more digging and research and get more insight there, but that is Coachella for you. Another quick life update. So a few episodes back, I mentioned a story with a guy that I had met out. Um, We made plans to hang out and long story short, not to rehash it, but for anyone that is new here, we made plans to meet up. He went to San Diego for the day and fell asleep, so we didn't meet up. He ended up continuing to reach out to me and I was kind of writing him off just because I'm really busy and I was just like, I'm over this. Like, I'm clearly, like, again, dating for me is not a priority. Clearly, it's also not for this guy. And like, I just don't have time for this. Kept reaching out, ended up being at Coachella as well when I was there. And my friends were like, just give this guy a chance. 
So ended up texting the whole weekend, didn't end up meeting up. It's just really hard at music festivals to meet up with people because there's not great service at some points in the day. It's really crowded. And when you're kind of in your group, you you don't really want to leave them because it's really easy to lose your group in the crowd and like moving between stages. People aren't checking their phones, things like that. So just didn't end up working out. We came back to Los Angeles made plans to meet up. And I almost wrote this guy off again, just because it was very difficult to communicate on text. And I am not a caller. If you've seen some of my videos on Instagram or TikTok, you will know I hate calling people. And I hate when people call me when I don't know them. Like my friends, I call all the time um, just because I know them now. And I do call them when I have something specific to talk about if I don't feel like texting about it, just because I feel like it's a lot easier to talk about versus going back and forth on text. But with people I don't know, especially with dating, it just gives me really bad anxiety, which is ironic because I grew up in the 90s. We never used to have text and we only had phones. But I guess thinking back, I had anxiety then too. I don't know why. Anyways, I'm not a caller. So it got to the point where I was like, I cannot figure out if this guy wants to hang out with me or not. Like he says he does, but I feel like I'm getting like mixed signals. We were trying to make plans. We like didn't have a plan. I was like, I don't really, I can't figure this guy out. I feel like I'm misreading these texts and am like getting insecure about it. So I ended up calling him and it was like a completely different person on the phone. Like it was like I had not been communicating with like Jekyll and Hyde. Like I, that's not, that's a bad example, but just you get it like two different people. So we end up meeting up in person again, just like the texting personality and the real life personality were not the same at all. And the in-person person was great. Like I had a great time with this guy. Who knows if anything will happen, maybe, maybe not beyond the night that we had. But the point of this story that I want to relay is that I'm trying to learn that everyone's communication style is different, especially in this day and age of digital technology with the rise of the metaverse, with how ingrained we are on our phones in the day-to-day and just that people communicate differently. And sometimes you may need to be a little bit more adaptive with how you communicate to someone else or just be a little bit more understanding that someone's form of communication may not be the same as yours. And sometimes that might not work for you. So if someone's communication style is driving you up the wall and you're like, I just cannot compute with this, like I just, this is not for me then that person probably isn't for you. And that could be unfortunate because you could be missing out on someone. But if that's just like something on your list that is a no-go, cut it off. (laughs) However, if it's something you can get around and, and understand that, okay, like this is how this person communicates. This has nothing to do with me. This is just how they are. And maybe I do need to pick up the phone a little bit more or do you just need to understand that this is how they talk. And again, like this is them. This is not me you could probably be opening yourself up to a lot more people. Cause again, like I was completely about to write this person off and it just made me kind of go back in time to college and my like mid twenties, even when guys were like not very communicative or I was like misreading things as them not being interested in me when it could have just been a different communication style. So I just wanted to share that with anyone listening because I feel like a light switch or a light bulb went off in my head (laughs) during this entire encounter again like who knows like if anything will go beyond this night but just that entire situation was something that I took a learning from and I'm 
almost 31 years old and it took me that this long to figure it out. So big life update for me there that I just wanted to share with everyone. So I hope someone, it might seem like straightforward, but it's really, I don't, it wasn't for me like when I was in it, because I think people can get so in their heads, me included, like I'm a terrible dater, despite having this dating podcast. Like once I'm kind of in it, you kind of lose sight of reality sometimes. So wanted to share that with anyone. Anyways, diving into today's podcast, I have my new friend, Anna, who I met on TikTok, speaking of digital reality. So she came up on my For You page. And what struck me about Anna is that she, like me, hates dating apps. And she was doing this entire series about how to meet people in real life. And I've been talking a lot in my episodes about things opening up, approaching people in real life, going out to bars, meeting people that way. And that's my preferred method and honestly always has been, despite sometimes going on app dates. So we're going to talk a lot about that today um, and also about living and dating in Denver, which is where she currently resides as a transplant. So super excited to have her on and get some learnings and insights about her experiences there. She has some really great stories as well as her tips and tricks about meeting people in real life. So let's get into it. Anna, how are you doing today? I'm so excited to talk to you. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm very tired on this Monday, but I am powering through with my nitro coffee I have next to me. So I wanted to talk with you because I saw you on TikTok on my For You page, and I saw a lot of your videos about how to meet people in person and quitting dating apps. And I myself hate dating apps. So I thought you'd be a perfect person to come on here. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to start off with where you're currently living. So you're in Denver right now. Yes. Okay. And were you born and raised there? Are you a transplant? Talk to me about that. So I'm originally from Austin, Texas. I moved here for college, went to the University of Denver and just stuck around. So I feel like I'm a half native in a way. So yeah. Okay. How long have you been there now? Six or seven years. So you've liked it enough that you've been, you've been there still this long? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And so when you moved there, like obviously you were in college, um, so that probably helped like meeting people. But now that you've been graduating, like how have you been meeting people? Like what do you think about the city? Or I guess like how has your perception even as the city changed like from college to now? Like talk to me a bit about that. Sure. So I graduated, did a lot of consulting work, so I was traveling quite a bit. So in terms of dating and meeting new friends, was it really top of my list um, in terms of priorities? COVID obviously happened 2020, and I kind of decided that I needed to meet new people, start dating. And I went on to dating apps, um, which was a about a two-year, year and a half adventure of sorts. Trial and error, a lot of horror stories, slightly better stories, but overall, um, I would say it was not a positive experience for me. Okay. And like, can you give me some examples of, of that? Sure. So I will say that Denver is one of those cities that I think a lot of single men move to after, from what I've seen, getting out of relationships, they typically will, you know, get dumped, quote unquote, um, and then move to Denver to enjoy the mountains, hiking, skiing, beer, etc. And so it does seem like there are a lot of folks who have run away from their problems and come here. So I'd say that kind of adds to the, what they might call Peter Pan syndrome, um, just a bunch of boys who want to escape their problems and ski all day. Um, so a lot of emotional unavail- unavailability, I'd say. 
That's really interesting because, and I, I mean, I can see that happening because I know like I have some friends that live in Denver. I visited the city a couple of times and I feel like the city itself, from my perspective, interested to hear your thoughts, is kind of like a, like a small city. And I know a lot of people, at least my friends, like they don't really like stay in the city that much. And by that, I mean, like they kind of, they go there, they live there to work. Um, they maybe will go to a happy hour, but then a lot of them like leave on the weekends and they'll go to like Breckenridge or they'll go wake up at 3am and go on a hike or do like a 14 or they call it and things like that. And they are there for those like outdoor things. I don't think any of them have moved there after a relationship going bad. Like they've all been there for the outdoors part, but I could see where like a man specifically because of the outdoor portion and kind of being able to get like outside of your head, being in nature all the time would kind of go to a place like that versus like somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. I think it helps them, as you said, kind of decompress and then in nature and skiing and stuff. So when you've been using like the dating apps, like what apps were you using? Bumble and Hinge. I think I tried that one, The League for a while. (laughs) It was a little bit too elitist and it kind of got over time. It just got I don't know, they let some questionable people in. It wasn't really elite per se after a while, but I'd say Bumble and Hinge were my primary dating apps. Yeah, I used the league a little bit too. And I would like match with the same people on there as I would on Bumble anyway. And they would like not talk to me on the league, but then talk to me on Bumble. And I'm just like, okay. So I definitely hear what you're saying with that. Yeah. So I know you were talking about like these men that are in Denver are kind of coming there looking to find themselves and you're having like a bad experience on the app. So was it just like, was it just the apps? Like you were just kind of finding the same type of men and and it wasn't working out or like part of why I was like talking to you on TikTok is that you're, you've been going out a lot more like doing these serious meet people in person. So like, what have you noticed like a difference between meeting guys on apps and dating them on apps versus like in, in real life in Denver? I will say most guys in general are on dating apps. So whether you meet them at a bar or in a dating app, they probably have like Hinge or something. So for me, it's not so much like I think that the quality of men will be better necessarily. It's just more fun. It adds to quote the plot and just makes it a little bit less somber than sitting, scrolling, swiping left for hours in my room alone on a Saturday. It just adds a little bit of fun. Overall, the quality is probably the same. I have definitely met some emotionally unavailable, I'd say broken folks, quote organically. So yeah, I guess the experience has not been any different in terms of the quality, but my overall happiness from it is definitely higher going out, pushing myself outside my comfort zone. Okay. And that's just because, so for me, like using dating apps, like part of why I don't like it is just because I like can't connect with the photo. I feel like a lot of times it's like conversations will fizzle out um, really quickly. Whereas if you meet someone in person, you can kind of get like a feel for who they are quicker I feel like and I don't know it's like easier for me to like connect with them so is it is it that similar for you or is it just like the like what you were saying like the process of you like approaching a man potentially or having him come to you and like the chase or like what like what is it about that I would say it's both it is exhilarating going up to a guy sending a shot um you know just walking up asking if he's single that's very like exhilarating it kind of gets your heart pumping a little bit. Um, but as you said, I think there are men that I definitely would approach in public that I wouldn't look twice at on a dating app. Like I would swipe left immediately. But whether it's like their overall vibe, like their swag or whatever, um, the way they speak, whatever, um, I'd say that meeting people in person is a more authentic view as to who they are as a person. Yeah, I agree. So where are you meeting them 
in Denver. So, cause, um, like I was saying before, like my understanding from when I was there is like a lot of people leave on the weekends. Um, so are you meeting them during the week? Are you meeting them at bars? Like, how are you finding people there? I'll say Denver is very much a brewery city. So if you go out to a brewery, there will be a lot of single men just sitting at tables by themselves or in groups. So that's a great place. If you have the confidence to go talk to them there, I'd say the ski lift is probably the single best place to meet men. Um, everyone's in a good mood. I mean, you can't really be mad at Breckenridge or Keystone. So if you just start talking to someone, ask them where they're from, how long they've been skiing that day, the conversation usually flows pretty naturally. And it's usually easy to get some digits, mostly because you're wearing like a face mask and a gator and such. So they can't really see your face. So very low risk there, kind of on both people's ends, because I've talked to guys on ski lifts and found out that they were not attractive. <laughs> but like you look up, you look them up on like LinkedIn or Facebook later and realize that they're like 39 and balding and, you know <laughs> and you but it's still fun it's still fun yeah but you can't tell because they have like all their gear on <laughs> right right so it's kind of a mystery that's funny yeah that makes sense and um yeah I mean the ski lift is I guess the perfect way because everyone's like there and you're do already doing like a common shared activity so you know that you already have some sort of shared interest that you can like strike up a conversation about exactly and I know some people will like ask to go on a run together or shred together or whatever. I've never done that. I'm not good enough. But I think if you're like, probably a blue black skier, you could probably get away with that. Well, you could ask them to give you a lesson. I feel like that's a perfect opportunity. <laughs> that would be a great opportunity. I just don't know if they're like willing to spend, especially the outer towners, they probably want to um, actually enjoy the, the day instead of teaching someone. But yeah. So talk to me a little bit more like about like the city of of Denver and the types of people you get there in general. Like I know there's some people coming to like find themselves and things like that, but like overall, like how would you like if you were talking to someone that was like trying to move to the city, like what how would you explain explain it to them? Sure. So Denver attracts a very kind of hippie granola crowd to be honest. Very laid back. I'd say not judgmental whatsoever. They will probably accept you for pretty much anything. So that's great. Like, especially coming from Texas, people are a little bit more closed off and have their opinions. Denver's very open. I will say with that comes a slower pace to life. Like people who move here from New York or um, Chicago often feel that this is a breath of fresh air. But I think for some people that's too slow. Like for me personally, I like a little bit of a faster pace and a little bit more, I guess, pressure uh, to perform like professionally, socially, et cetera. People here have a much more laid back personality. So it definitely works for some people, others not so much. Okay. I can see that. I know also like Denver has a reputation of being called Menver because like you yes. were saying, there is a lot of men. What are your thoughts on that statement? I would say that when it's not like when I go out, I'm, I'm very conscious of there being a lot more men than women. It's, it's when you walk out in public, it's very much 50-50. If you actually look at the numbers, I'm sure it's a little bit more skewed towards men, but it's not obvious when you're just milling about at bars. Um, I would say, I believe the expression is the odds are good, but the good ones are odd or something like that. Like there are a lot of men, but the quality of the men is pretty low. I will say if you love like climbing and hiking and skiing, you probably will find someone out here. That's another thing that me and my roommate talk a, a lot about. She's on dating apps as well. She's kind of found someone, but before she was definitely going on multiple dates a week. A lot of the guys here are very insistent on finding women who will do their hobbies with them. 
And if you don't want to go up to the mountains, as you said, every weekend, wake up for those 3am 14ers, um, they just don't want to date you. Really? Personally, I think that's really interesting because I think it's good to have separate hobbies um, just to create some independence and space. But a lot of guys are pretty insistent that if you don't have the same past as they do, if you don't like hiking, if you don't want to go camping, then they're just not interested and they won't entertain a conversation with you. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I like, I'm like, buddy, you can get a friend. Like, don't you have friends? Like, he'll do all this stuff with you. So, yeah. Cause you, and you're just like, you could potentially be completely writing off like an entire subset of people just off of like a very surface level thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of the dating apps will have some prompt that ultimately ends in icon or epic, um, which is the icon pass versus the epic pass. It's like a debate of sorts in Colorado. And some guys are very insistent on only dating women who have the same past. Like people will have this in their prompt in July. Like, wait, wait, is this what type of pass? Is this like a ski pass? Sorry, a ski pass. Yeah. So, okay. A ski pass. Okay. I mean, it cost a thousand dollars, so I get it. But in July, I'll see people icon or epic. And I'm like, buddy, we're not going to make it till like November. So it's kind of hilarious. It's, it's insane. Wow. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. I mean, I get it to an extent because I don't want someone that like, hates like my hobbies necessarily or like dislikes it but like I mm -hmm. listen like I enjoy the outdoors I will go on a hike I will camp in certain conditions like if it's warm and you're carrying and building the tent and bringing all the supplies I need yeah but like I'm not the type of girl that's going to camp every weekend I'm not going to probably go on a 12 mile hike every weekend but if my partner or someone I liked wanted to do that I would not care if he went without me so or went with a friend, like you just said. So that's just like so that's bizarre to me. Right. And I would imagine that most other cities don't have that mentality because you can't go, you know, backcountry skiing and hiking in New York, for example. But it's definitely a huge factor for men here. And it, as you said, it kind of discounts the fact that people have other positive qualities other than their hobbies. I feel like people here are very much defined by what they do for fun which isn't a problem per se, but I think it, in my opinion, very narrow-minded. It is. And it makes me feel like these guys are looking for like an, like off the bat, a relationship or a partner, if they need you to want to do everything that they're doing. It's like, to me, I would assume that's because they want to be doing it with you. You would assume that. Um, I'd say that most of the guys here, and I'm sure most of the guys in the world right now, they're just not really looking for anything serious. Um, a lot of them will give the like, let's see where it goes, which in my experience and all my friends means that they're not looking for anything more than like a hookup. Well, if that's what they're looking for, then why do they care if you have iconographic ski pass, right? No, it's insane. I'm like, what are you looking for here, buddy? So this happens all the time. It's one of the biggest complaints I'd say for women in Denver. I, it could be a complaint for everyone everywhere. So yeah. So, so most of the guys that you and your friends are going out with then it, it is ending up as like a hookup or casual thing or that, or at least that's what they're looking for in your experience. I would say so. Yes. Yes. Is that you think because of the pandemic or has that just been like always the case? Like, cause I know you've been there since college too. I, I think college is a little bit different. So <laughs> kind of hard to say. <laughs> yeah. No one knows really what they're looking at. You have the people trying to get ringed by spring or whatever. And then you have the people who are just trying to have fun in college. But ever since I started kind of dating as an adult March 2020. I'd say that people have just been looking for casual things. 
they often say that they're open to relationships, but I don't think that they're actively seeking them out by any means. Like one of those things, like I'm open to it if this progresses in that direction, but I'm not like trying to find that type of thing. Yes, definitely. Which can be frustrating. I feel like these are the same types of men that if they found out you were seeing multiple types of men, they would get upset. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, some of them, to be fair, I had one guy, we were just kind of casual, and he would tell me about all the other women that he was looking up with. He would, we'd sit on his couch and he was like, so did you go on any dates this week? And I wasn't. And I was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, okay, well, I, I hooked up with this one girl, um, this other girl did this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, please stop telling me. Like, I didn't have any feelings for him, but it felt like, it just felt weird to know that he was like hooking up with other people and telling me about it. I don't know. It just didn't feel right. It's kind of like, you're just like a a notch on his belt, like another number on his roster. And you're, he's like making that explicit. Yeah. Which didn't feel great, even though there were no feelings on my side. Yeah, no, that never feels great. Because like a lot of times, like most of my encounters with men have been very casual, sometimes on their part, sometimes on mine. And it's like, I know that we're not exclusive. So I don't expect you to not be seeing other people. And like, depending on the type of person, I assume it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I want to hear about it. You know what I mean? Like out of sight, out of mind. Like (laughs) Ignorance is bliss when it comes to dating. Yeah. That's definitely happened, I think, one or two times. I've had some questionable experiences just overall. So I don't know if it's just the guys in Denver, guys everywhere just don't know how to go on dates and exist in society, but seems to be an issue here. Are you willing to share any of some of your other experiences, your questionable ones? <laughs> um, Sure. So I went on a date, first date with a guy. We met at a brewery. Within the first five minutes, he mentioned his vasectomy. I did not ask about it, obviously. I don't know how that'd come up naturally. We're just drinking beer. And he goes, yeah, so I have a vasectomy. And I'm like, well, that was impertinent. And it would have never come up because I was not planning on sleeping with you. So thank you. I'm, thank you for eating. So same guy. This guy was ridiculous. Within 10 minutes, so five minutes later, he pulls up his Instagram and goes, this is the hottest girl I've ever hooked up with. What? The photo. And I'm like, sir. What's the point? This guy was a mess. Um, also, like halfway through the date, he was like, I just want to let you know that I'm not that into you. What? And it was like, in my head, I'm like, the feeling is mutual. You know, just just don't text me after the date. Literally ghost me, say that you didn't feel, I don't know why you'd say it to my face. And the biggest red flag about this man, I don't know if you play this little game on dates or with your friends where you'll look out over to another couple and say like, are they on their first date? Or they, are they on their like fourth date, whatever? So we had identified a couple trying to figure out their vibe, like if they were in a relationship. And he said to me, you know, he's a lot better looking than she is. I'm like, whatever. Sure. I don't care. And then at the end of the date, he walks over to this couple (gasps) and says to this man, sir, you're very handsome. And looks at the woman and goes, you're very lucky to be here. Are you joking me? I was like, I hope that these people do not think that I... And with this man, I've never been more embarrassed in my life. The audacity of him. I know that that was just horrible. He had to be humbled. Oh my God. Was he, was he from a a dating app or someone in real life? Yeah, he was from Hinge. Um, Would not recommend. (laughs) He thought he was the coolest person ever because I believe he was six, seven or six, six. And I'm like, okay, dude, marginal diminishing returns after six, two. And we all know it. So like, (laughs) 
not cool. So that was one. Another guy matched with him on Hinge, found his last name, Googled him as one does to make sure that he's not insane. And the first hit on Google was his wedding registry. And I was like, okay, like, what? No. Okay. So I, you know, gave him the benefit of the doubt, texted him, hey, like, I Googled you and found your wedding registry. And he's like, oh, this has happened so many times before. We are not married. We called off the wedding. This was from like six months before. So they weren't married, but it was ridiculous. He was like, I've tried to call so many times and get it removed. I'm like, okay, well, that's not that hard to get a website taken down. So I don't think even trying, but yeah, that was a weird one. So strange. I know. And that that's hard too, because I will say at least in Los Angeles, honestly, even a little bit in Philly too, because that's where I, I lived before. Mm-hmm. There have been so many times with men that are married, engaged, girlfriends and even if you meet them on an app or like out in the wild sometimes you just don't know because they like they aren't wearing a ring or there's nothing on social media about their partner and then they'll like find out later and especially if you meet them out and it's not a dating app like how would you like how would you know so like right it's like I if I had found a wedding registry from six months ago I would like not believe a word that man said I would be like no I don't believe you like you are married (laughs) like yeah it was so sketch So yeah, I mean, those are the main ones. I had one guy talk about his love language with his sister. And I was like, you could have just said that you and your sister like to bond while watching rom-coms. You didn't have to call it your love language. The same guy actually, when I walked up, he was like, oh, I am glad that you didn't dress slutty to the stage. (gasps) It was like, and I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And then, you know, later we're walking around. I don't know why I say on the date. I was like kind of entertained. He was like, you know, sometimes you just got to do it like for the, for the story. But he was like, yeah, I, I said something like, so what is slutty to you? Like, and he goes, ripped jeans and hoop earrings. <laughs> and I was like, are you like Amish? <laughs> like, <laughs> ripped jeans and hoop earrings. Like, like maybe wearing like a full lingerie set to like a first date. That could be aggressive. I don't think it's slutty, but it's definitely a more bold move. And I can get why someone wouldn't be comfortable with that. But like ripped jeans and hoop earrings and hoop earrings. What, what's wrong with hoop earrings? I love hoop earrings. <laughs> I know. And he goes, my sister wears that stuff. And I'm like, okay, it sounds like you think of your sister in a way that no one should ever think of their sibling. So I was just going to say that. I feel like he has some like weird, like Oedipus complex, like with his sister, like going on right now. Right. So that was a weird one. Um, This is very Denver, but one guy showed up in basketball shorts. It was a walk in the park, but I feel like he could have at least worn like khakis, khakis, basketball shorts, t-shirt, tennis shoes, baseball cap. And then crazy story, my roommate actually, I told her about it. And then maybe five months later, she went on a date and was like, okay, I went on a date with this guy. It was kind of boring. I was like, oh, show me a photo. Same guy. (laughs) went on a date with the same man and didn't know it it was insane it's a small city. I was gonna say yeah does that happen a lot you think because it's a smaller city I don't think so I don't typically run into people but that was weird so. <laughs> yeah well that makes yeah. it weirder yeah um I will say even though it's a small city I very rarely run into people now. so it's not small enough that there's like only three restaurants and you're gonna see the same people over and over again you're it's very unlikely well and it's also like you have to drive a lot of places too yeah so I so sure. you're in your car like it's not like you're you could be walking down the street and like run into someone at least you'd be like hiding behind your steering wheel with a baseball cap exactly yeah so oh denver <laughs> so all of those dates were from dating apps that you shared yes yes 
the ones that are here, yeah. Have you been on any with people from real life? Yes. I went on a date with a guy that I met sitting outside the dog park. He had some German short hair pointers that I wanted to pet or whatever. We talked for about an hour, went on another date in the park. And that turned a little bit weird. I feel like I maybe just wasn't that attracted to him the second time around. He had some like issues, I'd say, some father issues that he talked about for whatever reason. I don't think that's a great first date topic to talk about your daddy issues, but hey, you know, he probably needed to get that out. We did not go on a second date. Did he ask you or did you both just part No, like I kind of during the date, I feel like I made it very obvious that I wasn't interested in pursuing it. He just seemed a little bit too out there for me. Gotcha. I also asked out my neighbor. I left a little sticky note on his door. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of bold. He was nice. Great guy. Um, he's just not really my type. But we did walk around, go to coffee, go to a little record store. So it was fun. Um, he's a nice guy. I don't really have anything bad to say about him. But it was worth going. Yeah, just sometimes you just don't like you're not vibing together. Like there's not even like anything specific that's wrong other than just like just didn't really feel like the chemistry there. So I totally get that. Yeah, and I don't consider that to be a bad date necessarily. Bad ones are when they talk about the vasectomy. <sighs> Good ones are when I want to go on a second one. Sometimes it just, as you said, you're just not compatible or you're not vibing. I look like I'm still stuck on the vasectomy, man. Like that guy was just out of control. <laughs> Me too. And he just, I think he just thought he was really cool. He shared some very weird like sex stories that I don't believe. <laughs> I'm like, you're not that attractive to have the story. Like, I'm sorry. On a first date. Yeah. Yeah. I loved your comment about when you're over six two, you have diminishing return because I a hundred percent agree. Cause it's like the taller they get, they're like, well, I'm just tall and therefore have to yeah. exist because like women will like, like me because I'm tall. So then they just feel like they don't have to try anymore. Right. And at six, two, you can, any woman could say my boyfriend, my husband is tall. Six, six is just extra tall. And honestly, it probably is inconvenient. I can confirm that from experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And all of these men, like, were they transplants? Like they weren't from Denver or were they? I think all of them have been transplants. Yes. Okay. So I'm starting to kind of pick up on what you said about uh, <laughs> some of these men with like issues coming to Denver for whatever reason and trying to find themselves or, or get themselves together. I don't know why they're dating though, because they, they should be going to therapy instead. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but I guess I'm their therapist. All the women of Denver, Colorado will collectively be their therapist. Oh, um, the guy, the vasectomy guy, actually, I forgot, but he moved, I believe, from Vegas four months prior, and he was engaged four months before we went on the state. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Vegas is a beast in itself to date. I have a Vegas podcast episode, and like living there as a, as a local is, is a lot when you have the strip there and tourists coming in and out and all that kind of stuff too yeah I bet different issues I'm sure yeah I like want to talk to a man from Denver now and be like why do you all move there when something bad happens in your life like why did you like choose Denver I could probably set you up with some I know play <laughs> I don't know if they'd want to talk to me but yeah I mean I think most of them have been None of them have been intentionally malicious I don't think you have typical like assholes per se like you might find in New York or Chicago, no one's really full of themselves here. I think that they just really have issues that they haven't resolved, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, and that's very clear in the stories 
you shared. And like at first I was like, yeah, they can be out in nature and find themselves, but this just seems like a little beyond, beyond <laughs> that healing. Yeah. For sure. It's not great. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> it's okay. I, my friends are entertained. I, all of last year, I put it on my private story on Instagram. So I would just say, guys, going on a date, like it made it a lot more fun because not only was I failing for myself, I was failing for other people. So it felt like more of like entertainment value, at least, as opposed to just me going on horrible dates every week and being sad about it. Yeah. At least my friends could laugh. Yeah. They're your support system through it. Exactly. Exactly. So I know your name, the date with your neighbor was, it went well, even though you weren't connecting, but have you had any positive, like overarching positive experiences? I know you mentioned your roommate, like kind of found a guy. Like, is that is it possible to like find find love? I guess. Do you think? I think it's I think it's possible. I've definitely seen it work for a lot of people. One of my close friends, I met her at the dog park about a week after we met. She met this great guy at the dog park as well. Uh, they've been dating for maybe nine months now, and he's amazing, super emotionally available. He's great. So I think it works for some people. However, I'm just not one of those. So I haven't given up yet. But I don't think it's easy to find love in the city. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely difficult everywhere for sure. Like you were saying before, it definitely sounds like a different type of challenge (laughs) in that city, Mm -hmm. especially because like for me, like again, like I was saying, like I'm, I'm, I go outdoors, but I'm not like in the mountains all the time. And like my friend and I, when I visited, like we went to a couple of bars and they were like empty. So for me as like a non comparatively speaking, outdoorsy person to the, the standards of Denver, I feel like I would even have a hard time meeting someone not on the apps. For sure. Um, another thing, since marijuana is legal, legal here, a lot of people wanted to move here for that reason. I know it's legal other places, but I would say that a lot of people who move here kind of make it their personality for a while, um, just because they want to embrace the mountain man who smokes every day. You know, someone who doesn't really partake in that, it is difficult to navigate that just because I don't necessarily want to date someone who's high every night after work. I find that it's better with the locals, though. Um, They've kind of gotten out of the system, whether it was college or just high school or life. But people who move here definitely kind of buy into that idea that everyone here needs to smoke to fit in. Yeah. And that's interesting because I could have seen that like a few years ago when everything was like first getting legalized because like, I know like like my friends who were all moving there, like it was like the only place you could go and it was exciting to go to like a dispensary and you have the bud tender and stuff, but marijuana is also legal in California. And there's definitely people here that smoke. And I have some friends that prefer smoking to drinking, which is like totally fine, but I definitely don't at least personally know that many people that like make it a personality to that extent. Like there are some for sure, but it's not in my experience as commonplace as like what you're describing, which is interesting since it's also legal here. Yeah. It might just be because I feel like Colorado was one of the first states from my knowledge to do it. Kind of got that reputation of being like the weed state or whatever. So yeah, even like women who move here, I found really like to smoke. I don't know if that goes along with the whole outdoorsy chill laid back vibe, but it's just a little bit different. Um, Another major difference, I think, between like Colorado and California is people here are not very superficial, which in my opinion is a good thing and a bad thing. I'm from Texas, so I'm used to people like only going out with makeup, like a sundress, et cetera. So people here are definitely 
not worried about that, which I think can be positive, but then it starts to get a little bit bummy, I'd say. Yeah. Like when I sent the shot to the guy at the bar a couple weeks ago, all of his friends were in sweatpants. So I think when the bartender was deciding who to send the shot to, she picked the only guy in like actual pants. <laughs> Wearing jeans. I don't know how this other thing, but I feel like a lot of people here just don't dress up. So if that's your thing, I would not move here. Yeah, I could definitely see it being more laid back for all the reasons you described, but, and I've definitely like every once in a while, not so much in LA, just because LA is similar to what you were saying in Texas. But like when I was living in Philly, like some nights, I don't think it was sweatpants explicitly, but I would wear like maybe like a a t-shirt or like a sweatshirt and like jeans or something and like dress down. But a bunch of guys in sweatpants, I don't care if they're gray at a bar, I'd be like, really like yeah try a little like you know like yeah and I'm not one to wear makeup all the time and stuff and sometimes I just like I'll do a little mascara or like right now I'm not wearing anything but I don't know like the sweatpants is like I'll walk down the street in sweatpants but I won't like go to a bar in sweatpants at night I guess right exactly so it's definitely more laid back some people love it other people don't myself being one of them my roommate and I we went on one double date because we wanted to look cute. And in Denver, for first dates, you can't look cute or else people think that you are like overdressing or you're putting in too much effort. What? Right. Being from Texas, like I think part of the fun of dating is you get to put on like a cute little dress or a cute little outfit, put on your makeup. But here, if you do that, then people think that you're like a tryhard, which is sad because I'm not even doing it for the guys. I just want to like look yeah. hot one day. Yeah. You just want to like look nice. Yeah. Right. So here's another date story. We actually found two guys to go on a date with from Bumble. Met at like a little urban, like it's called Urban Pod. It's like an indoor pet pet place because we wanted to look good. They showed up in t-shirts and like didn't look great at all. But we were like, we're going to do this for ourselves. Look great. They were super weird, actually. They asked us if we would watch a YouTube series of them jumping on a train, a moving train and going to Wyoming. They were jumping on a moving train to Wyoming. They were just going to jump on the train and then just like ride it all the way to Wyoming and asked us if we'd watch a YouTube series about that. Is it a documentary or like fiction? Like a documentary, I guess, of them. Okay. <laughs> that was super weird. A lot of weird stuff like that. But yeah, the whole dressing situation is kind of sad because I wear the exact same outfit on every first date because it's the only outfit that I found that is cute enough for my, li- my standards, but not too dressed up such that people will think I'm stuck up or, you know, putting in too much effort for them. That is so strange. I've never heard that. Like, I've always heard the opposite of, like, you're not looking nice enough almost. And it's the opposite there. Right. Like, I'll do, you know, minimal makeup, I'd say. I just wear like a black kind of silky cami with like a cardigan, chunky cardigan skinny jeans or mom jeans, whatever it is, whatever's in right then. And then Air Forces. It's the exact same outfit every single time. I'm like just trying to think of what to say because this whole concept, like I don't even know what I would wear that's like appropriate (laughs) on like a date. Right. Maybe what I wear like right now, like a random t-shirt, but I would feel weird doing that. I don't know. Right. It's weird, but I only have one outfit that I've deemed acceptable for everyone's liking. But if I showed up in a dress, that would just be too much for them, I think. And how did you figure this out? Was this from like, have guys like said things to you? Or like, have you you and like, what have you how have you learned this? Yeah, it's mostly just going out like 
with my friends looking around seeing the people on dates it's like super casual just seeing what other women wear seeing what the guys wear like guys will show up to dates on in flip-flops here are you serious like actual mandals not like yes actual mandals there have been times when i'm out and about and there will be a woman looking really great she's maybe in heels like a cute dress and her boyfriend or husband is in jeans a t-shirt and like flip-flops okay i know it's horrible right i mean like everyone can wear what they want but it's just kind of like i don't know if i wanted to look nice i would want like my partner to look nice too that way okay and i guess they didn't get the memo so (laughs) yeah so i'd say most people just will wear like a sweater jeans and like tennis shoes on a date i feel like that's what i would wear to a bar but then i would try to like elevate it for a date so it's like that's so that's so interesting to me yeah it's it's not great guys i'd say overall the average guy will wear a t-shirt not necessarily like a branded t-shirt like a like a nike or something but like a plain white navy gray t-shirt some sort of jeans that are kind of tight or pants that are kind of a little bit too tight and then like vans that is a very typical first date outfit for a guy is that not the same in la no i love how you said vans too it's funny (laughs) specifically vans yeah no it's always vans yeah i mean so personally i haven't gone on too many dates here because i moved here right before the pandemic and I had a really hard time meeting people. And then like, I went on a couple dates, but it's just been hard to meet people to even go on a date. And the last three dates I was asked out on, I was ghosted before we even oh no went on the date. Like they were like, Oh, do you want to go out this weekend? And I was like, sure. And then I just like never heard from them again. And I'm like, I don't know. So um, that's typical here though also. But yeah, I mean, I would wear it. I guess it also depends where you are in LA. I'll say because every pocket is different. So I live in this area called Long Beach, which is like outside of LA proper. It's more South and it's like way more laid back here. So I would probably wear like jeans, like a dressy top. I can't wear heels for the life of me. So I would probably wear like nice sneakers or like, like a platform sandal um, or nice sandals, depending on the time of year it is. Or like, again, if it's like summer, like a really cute, like dress that's maybe like a little low cut or something for my area yeah if you're in LA proper that would probably be a little too dressed down um again I got yeah I would probably like it depends where you are if you're um I live by the beach so like the beach cities that might be okay I might dress it up a little bit just but I would want to know like what restaurant or like bar we're going to and I would match my outfit to the restaurant if you're in like West Hollywood or something, I would probably wear like a nicer dress or still like jeans. And then I would just like make sure my top like fits the the place. And I'd probably try to wear like no sneakers, but it really just depends. Like it, it's like kind of hard. It just depends like who you're going out with the area and the bar. And then you just try to like, at least for my, this is like my perspective, try to match what you're wearing as a woman. I feel like men... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say they have it easy because I'm sure like they, you know, they still have to get ready and whatever. But it's I mean, like I would just imagine like a button down and like nice pants or at least that's personally what I would look for on any date. Honestly, even like when I was living in Philly, you know, maybe they would wear like a polo if they were like dressing down a little bit. But that's about it. 
I think that of all the dates I've been on, maybe one guy wore a polo, maybe two. Actually, no, one guy wore a polo and the other person I told to wear a polo because he asked what he should wear. And I told him, if you have a golf polo or some sort of like colored shirt, please wear that. He asked you, why did he ask you what to wear? Were you, did you plan the date? No, it was more just like, we've been talking for a while and he was like, well, what should I wear? I was like, why don't you wear a golf polo, some khaki pants and like all birds or something like very techy, very boring. It's, it's not a great outfit, but at least it looks a little bit presentable. <laughs> well, so most of the guys here, so if it's not the, um, if it's not the, like with a white t-shirt look, they'll do like kind of a baggy white t-shirt, those skinny pants, usually like khakis, the vans, of course. And then like a flannel that's like open with like a t-shirt underneath, like a white t-shirt underneath. Yeah. And then like sometimes a beanie, which is like, I'm like, are you going to the skate park as a 15 year old or are we going on a date? Like, this is not, this is not the energy that we're looking for. Yeah. Again, I would like expect that at a bar or something, but not on a date. (laughs) I would expect that too, but apparently not. Um, I did go on a date once with someone who was out of town or coming in from out of town. I, for some reason, he came to Denver for his like 24th or 25th birthday solo trip. It said in his Bumble bio, hey, I'm just here for the night looking for someone to go to Tupelo Honey with me. That's my favorite restaurant. So I was like, yeah, how about me? So he, we start talking. He's like, okay, seven o'clock, show up, whatever. I wear a dress and heels because I'm like, okay, this is his birthday. I sh- this is an appropriate time. He was dressed very well, buttoned down, dress shoes, whatever. So I appreciated that. But one of the first things that he said to me was, I picked you for this date because I knew that you would wear a dress. <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh, ew. So that was kind of creepy. During the date, he was like, yeah, I hate dates where there's like no sexual energy. You know what I mean? Oh my and God. in my head, I'm like, yeah, like this one. Like, Oh my God. He just, he just dug himself a hole with that one <laughs> i know and then at the end of the day he was like okay do a spin <gasps> and i was oh like, i hate when they say that oh my god like it was horrible he was so creepy i hate when they say that like that's so it makes me like i'm like cringing just imagining that situation yeah it's so creepy so uncomfortable like, I feel like the only appropriate time would be maybe like if you're in like a prom dress or like a wedding dress. And even then it's a little creepy. Yeah. Even if I was like, I don't know, I'm trying to think if I had a boyfriend, he said that to me, I probably still wouldn't like it. I'd be like, no. no. <laughs> I'm like, walk around me. Like, you're, you're going to hang out. You'll have the opportunity to see me from all angles. Yeah. Like, so that was not great. He was from hometown of Austin, actually. That, he did not rep the brand super well. Kind of sad that he... uh fumbled the bag there yeah oh my god I hate when guys like it makes me so uncomfortable and I feel like recently at least in LA like it's been like interesting recently because um like I was saying before like I feel like more people are going out now because like things are opening up and like the sun is setting later and it's like summer's around the corner and it's been nice like going to bars because when I first moved here it was like very difficult meet people because people in LA they kind of like stick to their group they don't really want to talk to you if they don't know you it's a little bit pretentious in that way just like the culture of the city but recently I think because people have been like cooped up the last couple of years and they're like now talking to people not digitally 
people have been like a lot more like friendlier. I've noticed like at the bars, like men and women, like girls have been talking to me in the bathroom line. And that like did not used to happen like (laughs) type of thing. So that aspect I've been liking, but I've also been like encountering a lot of like very creepy men who just like walking down the street. Like yesterday I was going for a walk and I was wearing a sweatshirt and shorts and got really hot. So I like stopped to take my sweatshirt off and a man was riding by on his bike and was like, yeah, take it off. And I'm like, ew, is that like necessary? And like, or like another guy will like walk by and like, just like start making kissy faces or like, they'll be like, oh, like you look pretty or like smile. And I'm like, this is why I wear earbuds, even if I'm not listening yeah. to music, because I don't want you talking to me. Like, it's just, I hate all those types of comments that like, even spin around for me. Like, oh, like what's under your skirt? I'm like, please, everyone stop. Like you, yeah. it's not working. It's gross. Right. Yeah, for sure. I will say I don't get a lot of comments like that in Denver. I feel like guys just don't really do that unless they're homeless, but I feel like that's the category. Um, yeah. So we're not going to count them, but I'd say regular, like young professional guys are pretty hesitant, honestly, to talk to women unless they're like very drunk. Oh, really? Do you think it's like an insecurity thing? Maybe that. And then maybe that I don't really need to talk to women kind of thing. Like, I feel like a lot of guys just don't prioritize dating here, to be honest. So they might go on apps, they might swipe, that's pretty low risk, easy for them. But I don't think that they're going to go out of their way to talk to someone that they want to in public. That makes sense. Yeah, they're not prioritizing dating, but their priorities are prioritizing their icon or epic pass. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ridiculous. So yeah, I feel like that's one of the reasons that I started the TikTok series, because at least here in Denver, like guys just will not approach women unless, unless of course, there's a lot of alcohol involved. And for people like myself who don't really like to go out, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to be out at 2am to get hit on by guys. So that's kind of one of the reasons that I started the series, because I figured at least here in Denver, if I don't make the move, then they're not going to. Yeah. For better. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And that is interesting too, because I was asking about the insecurity stuff because I feel like I've been noticing more that guys are just like, not all, but some are definitely nervous to approach women. So I was out recently and had a couple of drinks and saw a guy I thought was cute. And like, I went up to him and was just like, what's going on? Like, how old are you? Because I'm 30 and I'm like kind of old to be at bars. And a lot of guys will be like 22. And I'm like, that's a little too young for me. So I always have to ask. (laughs) But yeah, I like met this guy and was like talking to him. And I was like, what's your number? Let's hang out sometime. And then it just like opened the floodgates. And like the next day, he started texting me and like asked me to like meet up with him. And I I did. And he was just like, I can't believe you like met up with me. Like, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you responded to my text. And I'm like, but I approached you. Like, I think a lot of times like people, especially women, like forget that guys get in their heads just as much as us, which I, for, and oh, yeah. I forget that sometimes too, because I'm just used to like, being like, all right, well, I want, I'm expecting them to make the move. If they ask me on the date, like, I don't like they should plan it. I don't want to have to reach out, but sometimes like depending on the guy. And of course we never know this until it's put into action. Like they're probably sitting there thinking the same thing, you know, for sure. I have a lot of guy friends. I'd say are not a lot, but I have a decent amount of guy friends who have always told me that guys are just as scared as we are. So giving them the little nudge that and telling them that you are interested can help a lot. I typically think that like, if I approach you, then it is your job to like, put in a little bit more effort because I've already given you the signals that I like you. 
So, um, yeah, as you said, I think like indicating interest is huge for women because guys just are too afraid these days. Um, I will say a lot of the things on my, t- a lot of comments on my TikTok videos have been that guys are afraid of like coming off as creepy or, you know, with me too and everything, which is totally understandable that they don't want to come off as that weird dude, the creepy guy. And I've always said that as long as you're respectful and take no for an answer, then I don't think it should come off as creepy. And I don't think women should get super irritated if a guy hits on them. Yeah, that's so interesting. You said that as well, because I actually had a guy duet one of my videos today about something I shared. And he said something similar about like consent. And he Mm -hmm. was like, well, because I was talking about a date I was ghosted on, like before we even got to the Mm -hmm. date. And he was like, well, you agreed to the date. But then by you not following up on the date, he didn't get consent from you that you wanted to go, which I was kind of like, but I said I would go. So I don't really know like where that's coming from. But then I was like thinking the same things as you as like, I wonder if it's part. And because he also was saying how women don't want men to approach them. And I'm like, I actually like like when men approach me in the right setting. Like I prefer it because it makes me like, like this is like my Leo rising inside of me. Like it makes me feel good about myself. Like I'm like, oh, like I look cute tonight. Like he wanted to talk to me. But like I was saying before, if you're like hollering at me on like the street when I'm walking from point A from point B, that's not the time. If I'm like out at a bar or like I'm in a certain setting and like, you know, maybe I'm roller skating with some friends and you're with some friends and you're like trying to have a conversation, like those are appropriate settings. Like, I think it's just all about where you are and also how you do it. So like, don't be creepy like these men on the street. But if you're like just coming over and just being like, hey, then that's great. And to your point, like if I'm saying I'm not interested or I'm being like kind of standoffish, like learn to like leave me alone. Don't like push things like that's when like the problems come in. So I thought that was like kind of interesting. For sure. And I will say that my roommate included, there are a lot of women who don't want attention from men, period. Like they feel uncomfortable with that, which I kind of feel bad about because I think that that does discourage men from approaching women. Because there are a certain amount of women like you and I who kind of like it. It's flattering. It's nice. Like whether I'm going to say yes or not, that's completely dependent on the person asking. But I will never be irritated at someone for putting themselves out there in an appropriate setting and a respectful way. But it does kind of bother me that there are a certain amount of women who just are so negative about it and make men feel almost dumb for wanting to ask them out, I guess. Yeah. I mean, everyone has their own thing, but I think that's what makes it hard is like, if you like how I was saying, like, if I'm my expectations, like, okay, if you ask me out, you're planning the date, but then if you're the guy asking me out and expecting it to be like a mutual thing, and I just don't know, then that's like ending things off the bat. Right. So like, to your point, if you were like a man or even like a woman, cause I've had the same experience, like approaching women all the time or men all the time and like constantly getting a cold shoulder or rejected then I would, you're probably going to start thinking like a certain way about approaching someone in public where, and then missing out on people that do like it. Cause it's, everyone has like their own preference, which makes, is what makes dating so, so difficult because like, there's been so many times I've been rejected in LA, just like being like going up to a guy and being like, Hey, and they're just like, no, (laughs) just like walk away. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. It's happened to me like even a few weeks ago. But I'm just, Aww. yeah, but I just like don't care. Like I'm old enough and I've, it's happened so many times that I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go talk to this guy now. And if he does it again, whatever. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm just like, oh, great. Like it didn't happen this time. And this guy seems cool, you know? So it's just kind of like 
hard because it's very discouraging, but it also kind of makes you keep going a little bit if you can like mentally get around it. Yeah, I think it's important to remember it's kind of like the coin flip analogy. Even if you flip a coin a thousand times and it lands on heads, there's still a 50% chance that it's going to land on tails the next time. But of course, you really don't know when you flip it again. So it's hard because everyone has their own preferences, but I think it's important to keep going and remember that not everyone's the same, which is hard to do, um, especially if you've, after you've been rejected so many times. Yeah. On both ends for men and women, for sure. Yeah. I had one last question for you. Whenever you're going to like some of the ski towns like Breckenridge and things like that, I know you, you mentioned you meet some people on the ski lift, but do you ever like go on dates there or meet guys there like back from Denver? Or is that like different from your experience in Denver? I would say that about half the people that I meet in the ski towns are from Denver or surrounding suburbs. And then the other half are, you know, from New York, from other places, just visiting. I don't really try to talk to those people just because I'm not in the mood to start a long distance relationship right off the bat. I would say that most of the people that I've met on the ski lift are really nice, but a lot of them do have wives or girlfriends. So there aren't a ton of single people, especially in my age range. A lot of them are in college from like DU, CU, CSU. So I would be totally open to going on dates with people that I met on the ski lift, but I just don't think there are a ton of people who are single and ready to date out there. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that being like a couple's activity, like going to Breck Mm -hmm. for the weekend. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Get an Airbnb have fun, drive back on Sunday. But yeah, it's there are single men, but I'd say they're, they're usually younger. Anna, thank you so much for joining me this week. I had so much fun talking to you about Denver, which I don't really want to call Menver anymore <laughs> after hearing all your stories. But it was awesome to talk to you and hear about your experience. So thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, have a good week. You too. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeswipewest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.